Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, eye donation, and transplantation. You can always find us at thegiftedlife.org. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. I'm Sarah Blakemore. So much on the podcast today. What's going on, Joe? The Historic 28 will be making its return to Talladega. What's that have to do with donation? We'll give you the inside scoop. And we're going to go ahead and talk about how loneliness has become a barrier to health and receiving basic health care during the pandemic. All that and more. The Gifted Life. Let's go. Here on the Gifted Life podcast, we are talking about the historic 28 making its return to Talladega Super Speedway. We have a, a resident a NASCAR specialist here at LOPA, right? His name is what, Joe? Kyle Hagen. Kyle Hagen. So during the day, chief operating officer... And then all the other times you're what? Big uh, fan. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> what do you have in your office? Do you have any anything in your office? Uh, yes, note? we do have a, a replica hood from one of Joey's cars a couple of years ago that we did. That and we Joey, sponsored. who's this? Joey? Joey Gase. Joey Gase. Joey Gase, are you on the phone? I am. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Good. Thank you for joining us here on the, the Gifted Life. We've talked about you many times um, here on the Gifted Life podcast. Uh, and Kaya, you've actually had the, the privilege of hanging out, going to a race. Tell us about that. A little bit. First met him, I don't know, was it about three or four years ago, Joey? Yeah, I think it's been right around there. Met him just uh, by chance, got got some pit passes and went. Uh, we go to Talladega every year for about five or six years now um, and ran into him. And I've made a side comment that I would love to to work with him and would would love to get Lopa on the hood. And of course, he remembered the very next week and called and said, "Hey." <laughs> um, so yeah, it, but it's been a good relationship. He's a good guy. He represents NASCAR very well and represents donation very well. Yeah, and so Joey, um, if you could just catch our our listeners up for those who don't know your connection to donation. Yeah, in April 2011, my mom passed away of a uh, center brand aneurysm, and uh, we actually. 10 year anniversary of that was just uh this past weekend which is uh crazy um but uh unfortunately when she passed away of uh, a brain aneurysm it was uh very very unexpected she was a very perfectly healthy person ate right worked out all the time did everything the the right way to live a hundred years but um uh, when that happened the doctors asked us if she liked to be an organ eye and and tissue donor and at that time it was something we never really uh we never really talked about before but we knew she always uh wanted to be a blood donor but she was a very short and very tiny person and she actually didn't weigh enough uh, mm. to actually even be able to do that but we knew she's a very loving and caring person and always cared a lot about people so we knew if she could no longer continue her life she wanted to do whatever she could to help others uh continue theirs so so we said yes, and uh, later we found out she was able to help save the lives of 66 people, which was amazing to us. You know, we thought it was maybe going to be two or three. We never really knew how big uh, the impact uh, really could be. So ever since that day, I wanted to do whatever I could to help uh, uh, not only raise awareness for organ donation, um, but also honor all those affected by it as well. 
Yeah, and if you follow the Gifted Life, if you follow LOPA or really any other organ procurement organization across the country, uh, you know that he does that and honors heroes. You see their faces on his car, handprints, uh, just an amazing journey. And uh, Joey, we brought you back on the podcast because um, on the 24th and the 25th, big weekend for you coming up. Uh, talk about that for us here on the Gifted Life. Yeah, it's going to be a a huge week and um you know talladega no matter what in it's in itself is always a uh, a really big weekend um but uh we get the privilege of uh honoring uh, davy allison um you know he's a nascar hall of famer and he's he's someone who was uh, a amazing driver on the racetrack but uh even more of an amazing person off of it you know unfortunately i never got the chance to meet him and in the year that he passed away was actually the year that uh i was born which was uh 28 years ago and um you know even though i was just born that year i still you know know so much about dave because he's just everyone loved the guy and Mm -hmm. um unfortunately he passed away in uh in a helicopter crash uh, at talladega and uh when that happened, uh, his family and, and Liz, uh, they, they decided to uh, don- donate his organs, which was, you know, just uh, shows how great a person he was. And then also, you know, their entire family, you know, especially back then, um, you know, even 10 years ago, when my mom passed away. Organ donation wasn't a huge thing yet. And, and especially, you know, 28 years ago was something that was uh, very new and something that was very strange to people. So, uh, for him to be an organ donor um, back then is something that's uh, a really, really amazing. And, you know, I want to honor him and his whole family for uh, for their amazing gift. Actually, we have his wife, Liz, joining us as well. Hey, Liz. Hey, thanks for having me. And I appreciate having the opportunity to be here with Joey. And I just have gotten to know him through this whole project and, and working together. And I just I love his heart for, for service and just... Um, know just sharing his story about his mom and um my my story's a little different in regard to to davy and as he mentioned it's um you know it's a long time ago now it's 1993 so things were really they were viewed differently than how we view um, organ donation and just the whole process so my my experience was was different from joey's and i and i i and, and some different from so many others. I think every situation is a little different. And um, and so I'm I'm happy and I'm happy now to be able to share my experience and hopefully it will maybe help somebody else. Would you mind giving kind of a backstory on 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 you and Davy, kind of a little bit on on Davy himself and then a background on on you guys? Yeah, so Davy, um, as Joey mentioned, Davy was a NASCAR Hall of Famer or is a NASCAR Hall of Famer and um, was just an incredible race car driver talent-wise, he was um, the, he was the son of Bobby Allison, who also is NASCAR Hall of Famer, and they were known as the Alabama Gang, and they were uh, so well-loved in not only Alabama, but through the, the motorsports industry, and um, they were racers. They were true racers. They came from um, Hollywood, Florida, and there was uh, Red Farmer and Neil Bonnet, um, but Donnie Allison, they all had settled into the Alabama area because of all of the because of all of the racing um, across the region, and so they kind of set home home base there in Hueytown and had their race shop right out of Hueytown, and they would travel around and race almost every night. And so for Davy, he grew up in racing. Um, his dad, Bobby, certainly had him race. Um, he he supported his racing, but he 
wanted him to know what it was like uh, to, to work hard to be a race car driver and to to learn the things that needed to be learned. Um, and, and I'd often heard this about Davey, that Davey had, he had the gift of what couldn't be taught as far as a race car driver. And so what he had to learn was what could be taught. And so he had that natural that natural gift of, of being a successful driver. And, and he learned from the best uh, in regard to what could be taught. And that was what he learned from his dad. And, and he was, um, he was a bigger than life personality. He never met a stranger. Everybody was drawn to him. And I've talked so many times through the years about why, I mean, people ask me all the time, it's been 28 years. Why do people still grieve the loss of Davey? Why do they still, love him uh, there's there's not a racetrack that i go to i'm still very involved in the sport there's not a racetrack that i go to not one not one single race weekend that i go to a racetrack that somebody doesn't break down and and get emotional with mm-hmm. me about what davy meant to them and and so i am i'm first of all so grateful for that i'm grateful for those stories and i'm grateful that that he touched people but also it just reminds me on a daily basis to to try to make a difference in the lives of others, even if it's just a smile, you know, mm-hmm. that you share with somebody else, because that's how Davey was. That was really, truly the essence of who he was. But he, um, you know, we lost him in 1993 and it was tragic and, and heartbreaking and all those things that everybody that might be listening to this can so relate to. On, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, on both ends of the spectrum, whether it's whether it's those of us who have that are losing someone or whether it's someone who is receiving organs, knowing that someone um, has lost a dear, a dear person to them. It's just, it's a, you, you celebrate it and you grieve for those that you don't know at the same time. So I, um, I'm, I can so see, see both sides of, of the spectrum with this, but um, yeah. So when Joey just mentioned this to me and wanting to honor Davey, it just it makes my heart so happy. And it also just, um, I think it's so important for people to be aware of um, of donation and registering and and being um, already having that decision made because that was not made um, for for me. Davy had not made that decision, and it was very difficult. Um, I talked to someone the other day who uh, their son they lost their son and they they told me that if he had not made it clear that he wanted to donate his organs, that they would not have done it because it, they felt like it would have been too difficult of a decision for them. So I just, I hear those stories all the time. So to me, that's one of the things that that I often share is that if it's something that's important to you, uh, register as a, as a donor, but also let the people know around you that you love. So if something a tragic were to occur, uh, that decision is not it's not placed on those that that love you that the decisions already made for them yeah what Liz just said is you know exactly right and you know that that was the same deal with uh you know with my mom we we never talked about it um but we just luckily knew that you know that's probably what she would have wanted because her driver's license was actually left at home so we didn't have that uh, to fall back on and luckily she was a registered donor and we made the right decision and like Liz says it's at that point in time it's not something you know, you want them to tell you it's going to be okay. And, you know, unfortunately, some people feel like even though there's maybe nothing, you know, no matter what, they're not coming back. If they, some people feel like if they say yes to donation, it's almost like uh, letting go. So yeah. I, I strongly encourage, you know, not just to register, but have that talk with your loved one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, Liz and Joey, what a connection that you guys have. It, it is truly amazing that you've 
you know, gone through such similar things. And and thank you, Liz, for sharing uh, Davey with us here because you know, I'm I'm a casual fan. I'm a sports fan in general, and I'm a ca- casual NASCAR fan. But one thing I know that the Allison family is basically royalty, mm-hmm. and and Davey Allison is one of the most beloved figures in in all of sports, not just NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You know, he's transcended sports. You know, uh, across, and and so. Obviously, and and we talked and you touched so much so eloquently about how wonderful of a person he is. And and, and Joey even kind of led with that. It still is uh, extremely commendable for you guys in, you know, what, 1993, I think you said. uh, And and organ donation was was in its infancy back then. And to be able to see through you know, the tragedy that, that had just happened and, and still think of others is is incredible. So what, you know, I, I guess what sparked uh, it for you guys to say yes at, at that time when really no one really talked or knew anything about it? I'll just share my experience in this. It was, um, it was really based on Davey. It was based on his character, on his, on his, love for people on his love for life. I, 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 for me, I had to just, I had to just take my, my heart out of it and really place it on who I knew Davey was. And if I could have that conversation with him, what he would tell me and that, and I could just, from, it was so clear to me that if he were sitting right there, he would say, you know, let me go and let them live. And it mm-hmm. just, I, you know, I can feel it just as I say that, I, you know, just the, the chills that break out and, and, and just the goosebumps, because I know, I know that I did the right thing. It doesn't make it any easier because mm-hmm. I think what Joey pointed out is just a, a great, it's a, a great, I think overall sense of where people go to in that is they, they don't want to let go. They want to hold on. They think somehow there's some hope, you know, if they, Mm -hmm. if they make that decision, then it's final, you know, you just, because you're just not there yet in the stages of grief, right? Because you're still in shock and it's just happened. So, you know, that, that, that reasonable side of the brain is like, but if, but if I just hold on, then maybe there's hope and that they can live somehow they can make it through it. And I know for me, that's where I went and it felt so final because it is, but you're just not ready to, to be there yet. And so I, I had to, to just kind of put my mindset in that if I was having a conversation with Davey, that's what he would tell me to do. And that ultimately I had to know that, that it was, it was really about, about other people at that point, which is also hard to do because you're so focused on what you've lost. Um, so that, that was my experience. And, and Joey, you had mentioned, of course, it's been 10 years. And again, you know, I've, I've been in, uh, in the medical field for 25 years and it really, and in at Lopa for almost 20, and it seems like you know, still so much of society doesn't know about donation. So what, what, you know, and, and then you mentioned your mom, you know, being so fit, being so active, going to live for a hundred years, that acute grief that you must have gone through mm-hmm. to be able to see through that and, and say yes to donation. Yeah. You know, like I said, we just had to go back to, you know, just how, how good of a loving person and giving person she was and, and how much she cared about people. And, you know, I, 
Um, I, I, I was 18 and I was the next kin and my parents were divorced, but we made the decision as, as, uh, as a family. And, you know, honestly, with my parents being divorced and I think racing and, and all that together, it made me, made me grow up faster than I guess most people would. And then, um, you know, obviously this, this situation made me have to grow up even faster. And, and I wanted to, I wanted to make all the right decisions to, uh, to make my mom proud. Cause I know she was, you know, she was still watching. And, um, I also, I have, I have a little sister who is four years younger than me and she, you know, she's always, you know, with her parents being divorced and going from house to the house and, um, grandparents, you know, it was always just us together. And I always wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing for her and, and send a, send a good role, role model for her as well. And, um, so I just kind of took all that on my shoulders and, and just tried to always do the right thing and on what my mom would have, uh, wanted. And, and I still try to do that, um, to this day. And, you know, and, talking about organ donation you know it was I was 18 and I had my driver's license and um, you know I honestly had to physically take out my driver's license and see if I was even a registered donor Um, you know it's something you just you don't think about unless when you go to the DMV it's just a quick yes or no question and I feel like that's when you know most people only think about it for about two minutes and then they never really think about it again so I it was crazy to me that I physically had to take out my own license and see if I was a registered donor because I honestly didn't even know. Liz, this is Kyle. Sorry, I'm a little giddy because it's kind of neat to be talking to y'all. Um, <laughs> I, I did want to kind of ask you, what was your reaction when, when Joey reached out to you with this kind of crazy idea for this weekend? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, honored. Um, anytime that Davey can be can be honored, it just to me is another is another assurance that he will be remembered. Um, I, and I think I, sh- I shared that with Joey. My, my fear um, has always been that somehow Davey would be forgotten. Um, and that, you know, for us, I think a lot of that had to do with our children. There were one in three when he passed away. And, and I, they don't remember their dad. They don't remember him at all. And so they, you know, what they know of Davey is what they hear of Davey and what they what they see of him and, and how he's honored and remembered. So it's always been very, very important for me for him to be remembered. And um, when the announcement was made that Davey was uh, voted in as a as a, an inductee for the NASCAR Hall of Fame a few years back, I literally dropped to my knees and, and just cried like a baby. And and I I had to check myself later. I was like, what in the world? I mean, I know I'm excited, but goodness. And I think it was such a relief, like, okay, he'll always be remembered. This is an assurance that he'll always be remembered. So, so for me, when Joey called and, and just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask for permission first, which I thought was, was so amazing and so respectful, but also just to, um, just to see, you know, if I would, if I would be on board and, and want to be a part of it. And of course I did, but it's just, it was just such, again, a relief, just like, oh, Thank you that people will continue to remember him and they'll see this car on the track again at Talladega. And and for a minute, you know, those people that love Davey, that they'll think about him again. And for those who didn't know Davey, then they will maybe ask who he was. Maybe they'll learn who he was. And, and that's so important to me. So I'm, I'm grateful I'm from a personal standpoint as far as remembering Davey and then also just from a from a um, 
an awareness standpoint of of the fact that Davy was a donor and Joey's mom was a donor. And, and it doesn't matter how we got there. Um, you know, I mean, that that's part of our story. And that's certainly something that we can share with people uh, that can shed light on on our situation and maybe making a difference with the way people, um, you know, view their own their own standpoint, you know, wherever they stand with this. But what's important to me is that they were donors and that lives were changed because they were donors. And and I take so much, so much pride in that. So Joey is going to be racing with Davy's number. He's going to be totally honoring him, not only his character, but the choice your family made to honor him as an organ donor. So really, this is about increasing awareness, but also it's about getting Um, the word out there to register. And y'all have a very special way that we can register in Davy's honor. Uh, We can go to registerme.org slash 28 to honor Davy and the decisions about donation. Joey, this is Kyle again. Just wanted to uh, see what's it going to be like for you to sit in the the 28 car and drive it, knowing that they pulled that number out of retirement for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's definitely going to be a lot of pressure there uh, for sure. (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor, you know, to be able to do that and, and represent Davey and that Liz and, and NASCAR is uh, letting us do that. You know, that that just doesn't happen. Um, so it's it's something that's going to be really special. And, you know, I, I knew how big of a deal it was. But, you know, when we made the announcement yesterday, it really reconfirmed how big of a deal it really is and, and how much that announcement is exploding and, and how many Davies fans are so excited. And, you know, it's, uh, I did a little teaser the night before the announcement and literally all it was, was the, the top half of the, the star on the hood. And it amazed me how many people could tell it was a star and how many <laughs> people knew that it was from Davies car and guessed that we were going to be honoring them. So mm. it was, uh, it, it, it's really cool how many people, you know, <laughs> are just huge fans of Davey at 28 years later. And that, uh, you know, hopefully um, this means a lot to them as well, which I know it, it does. And, and you know, uh, hopefully we can put on a really good run for them uh, both days. If I could add something to this, too, I think it's um, it's been pretty special for me. And kind of in re- regard to what Joey's talking about, which is kind of the excitement and kind of the the outpouring, if you will, of support and, and excitement for for this car. What I hear from people all the time from men that were that were between the ages of maybe you know, six, seven years old and maybe 13, 14 years old, where they're just in that that tender age. And Davey was their hero. Um, and they they remember the day that he died and now they're grown and they have their own kids and they're taking their kids to sporting events and to, to races. And, and so in that they're sharing, you know, my first hero was Davy Allison, um, you know, for their kids, you know, Davy's not around anymore. And so, uh, you know, for them to see the car and for these, for these dads to be able to share with their kids, you know, that was, he was my hero. Um, I think that's pretty special. Um, I see that every day and, and, you know, with Davy merchandise and so on is that people will share, you know, I'm, I, I was a big fan and now I'm sharing my love of Davy with my own kids. And so I think there's a lot of that too, which is pretty special. So I did want to mention too, Joe, you were talking about the announcement blowing up. Um, they checked this morning and since the announcement, there's already been over 20 people that registered wow. uh, through that, through that link. 
amazing. It's already working. And growing. And people who don't normally talk to me um, about donation are um, because of this. Like, did you hear about this? Did you hear who's getting involved? Did you hear what's happening? So that is pretty neat. An amazing legacy, not only on the track, uh, but through donation as well. We'll definitely be watching. We'll be cheering you on. Please make sure to register to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor in Davy's honor. Registerme.org slash 28. On the Gifted Life podcast, we take a moment for mental health. Yeah, Sarah, what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about social determinants to health and how during the pandemic, a new big one really came out. And we're learning a lot about it and what it does to our health. Loneliness. Mm, true. Yeah. We've talked about loneliness a lot on this podcast, especially with the current climate mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, we really want to combat it as best we can while we're social distancing. But one thing I wanted to talk about today is how not only is loneliness an emotional aspect, but it also can be a barrier to health. Mm. So during the pandemic, of course, we had to social distance. What we found is that loneliness can lead to higher numbers and diseases like heart health, Mm -hmm. hypertension, Mm -hmm. and um, also suicidality. I can see that because, you know, of course, we've long known that stress Mm-hmm. is especially with the heart mm-hmm. with cardiac issues mm-hmm. uh, provides a, an increase in uh, your risk factors with right. with heart disease so you know and of course loneliness is uh, is tied with stress so I can see how they certainly would be tied together right and that essentially what a social determinant to health is is something that's going to block your access to health whether it's um, like socioeconomic whether you have um, no transportation but what we found is when you are experiencing higher levels of loneliness, you're less likely to go see a doctor, you're less likely to get those basic health care needs met, and it's also tied to communities that show higher levels of poverty. So really, we're already experiencing populations that have higher levels of cardiac disease, diabetes, hypertension, add on loneliness, and all of those risk factors increase. So I really just wanted to share today that loneliness not only is an emotional aspect, but it's physical. It's a barrier to your health care. And we really need to do as much as we can to combat it. That's what I was going to say. Obviously, we all have family members and friends, Mm -hmm. especially throughout the pandemic, who have been isolated more than usual. Mm -hmm. Grandparents. I have a grandmother who's 96. Right. And and. You know, for so long, I mean, we ne- we still haven't hugged. Right. 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 Aww, and yeah. that's a normal, that's a Boudreaux thing right there to do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, I, you know, I'm glad you point that out because it is important for all of us to, right. to seek out those that, you know, it might not be us that, that, you know, obviously with the loneliness that are combating loneliness, but we need to be mm-hmm. seeking out those around us yeah. that we love that may also be lonely yeah. because of all this. Well, actually, now that you mentioned that, you know, the numbers and the data suggest that loneliness is hitting younger people the hardest mm. during this time. Mm. And that is increasing their risk for those diseases like hypertension and heart mm-hmm. disease. So young people, we really need to not just check in with you know our older population. Of course, mm-hmm. it's important. But we also need to check in with our younger population and just ask simple questions. Have you been feeling lonely lately? We're just reaching out and connecting to people, and especially our primary care physicians, they need to ask about loneliness. I was going to talk about that. Our girl, My girlfriends and I had a conversation because when you go in for checkups, 
I feel like each doctor stop was, how do you feel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about those feelings. Mm-hmm. Have you been feeling depressed over the last six months? Those kinds of things. And so, you know, and I would answer with a, well, yeah, I've been stuck at home, you know, sure. those <laughs> kinds of things. But um, then it spurred a conversation about, oh, I'm, I'm sure they are seeing, you know, more and more of that. Um, and that's why we kind of did our, our sister check in, you know. Yeah. To make and, sure you know, if, okay. if doctors are asking about, you know, how how have you been dealing with the pandemic? Just go one step further. Have you been feeling lonely? Yes. Well, let's find you some social connection. It's as simple as that. And we can really combat it right now. And it's just a lesson to learn for the future as well. You know, once everything starts opening up again, that isn't going to necessarily decrease feelings of loneliness. So we still need to be reaching out. And we can't forget that, you know, just because a restaurant is open doesn't mean people don't feel lonely. Right. So, Sarah, you mentioned uh, young, you know, young people, young adults having also having the same social determinant issues with loneliness. What what are some of the tips that you'd suggest to combat that? Well, I think particularly for younger people, because we're very connected on social media, but that's kind of a false connection. I would say actually call someone or text. I know young people don't like to make phone calls, <laughs> but text someone yeah. um, if you're feeling lonely. You yourself just text one person or reach out to your parent or when you are talking to your friends, ask how they're doing. So really just go there. Don't feel afraid to ask, have you been feeling lonely? Or, hey, I'm feeling lonely. What are you doing? Can we have like a 30-minute FaceTime chat? Something like that. All right. And I did see a video of someone in a nursing home hugging their uh, grandchildren for the first time like after a year. Mm -hmm. Warms my heart. So something to look out for and something to think about. Uh, Maybe you have a topic you'd like Sarah to cover. Info at thegiftedlife.org. In our question and answer segment today, can I still find out information about my loved one's gifts if they were a donor over 25 years ago? Good question. Wow. That is. And of course, you know, everything now from our clinical database, uh, all of our storage of any information is all electronic. You know, we've got a, a database for that specifically. And we had, you know, one prior to the one mm-hmm. uh, we use eye transplant right now. Prior to that, we had R cubed, R3. Uh, at I think that was about 2002, the, the origins of that. Prior to that, we didn't have uh, quite as good a, a digital type electronic, mm-hmm. but we did have, we do have a lot of documentation there that's still kept. So it's obviously not as readily available as what we would have in our current system and, and our, you know, in our cube also. But at the same time, we can still find those things. So that's very important. We have families ask all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, if you are curious about meeting a recipient, no matter when your loved one was a donor hero, we encourage you to write letters to the recipient. Um, we can help with that. Our family services department is amazing. However, keep in mind that both parties have to be willing and able to meet in order for us to help facilitate meeting. So just keep in mind, we very much encourage you to write letters and, you know, show your gratitude. Um, But we can help as much as we can. So it is possible. It's not too late. Mm -hmm. I had a a volunteer who came forward and they said, um, I didn't do it in time. It's been 13 years. So I called our our family services uh, department and I said, this, this is what she said. And they said, you send that information over here and we will do it. So That's right. we know that we will go the extra mile. We know um, our family support staff will do that for you. So, um, you know, let us help you. Let us try. Uh, maybe you have a question for us. Give us a call. 504-648-3477.
in every episode of The Gifted Life, we honor a hero. Today's hero is Timothy Jarro. And we learn about Timothy from his family. Timothy showed and reminded us daily how to love and respect each other. Tim was a warrior, and he was an awesome man of God. He has given the gift of life to four amazing recipients. And now we pause and say thank you to Timothy for the gift of life. And that is episode 159, and I am so excited for this weekend. History in the making, and it we is. can witness. Yeah, wow. amazing. How great were Joey, Joey Gason and Liz for coming on, right? For for sharing, you know, for Joey sharing his mom, Liz sharing Davy Allison with us. You know, kind of the behind the scenes that mm-hmm. you just don't get to, to to hear, you know, in the media often, and and you got to hear that right here with with them. And for them to, to be championing donation like they are, mm. you know, it's, uh, we of course we love it. You always talk about you know it, it takes just one, yeah. you know, and they're 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 doing their thing. So thanks to those guys for coming on and, and championing donation, and and can't wait for this historic event this weekend. So exciting! Glad to be uh, a small part of it. And remember, you can register anytime, guys. There's a special link to register in Davy's honor uh, for the event this weekend. Registerme.org/slash28. The best place to find us is at our website, thegiftedlife.org. And guys, we got to mention, thanks to Kyle for coming in, our right. resident NASCAR yeah. expert, keeping right. us all yeah. abreast of what's happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got to love that. It was nice to see Kyle giddy at first. Right? He was like, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. He was definitely, that was like a celebrity moment for yep, him. Starstruck. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you can listen to any of our episodes on our website or wherever you like to listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. If you do listen on Apple, leave us a five-star rating, review us, and subscribe so that others can find the podcast. On social, you can like our Facebook page, The Gifted Life Podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Gifted Life Pod. And we hope that you go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help us make life happen. Have a good one. This is a production of LOPA, or the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreau, and Sarah Blakemore. Our executive producer is Kirsten Hines. Producer is Shalon Caraway. Intern is Rebecca Ranham. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez. <laughs>